Welcome to the Blue Collar Nation podcast, the podcast dedicated to making the lives of blue collar business owners better. Before we start the show, may we ask you for a quick favor. Eric and Larry work very hard at delivering the best free content possible. Please help them out by going to iTunes and subscribing, and please leave them a five-star review. Also, feel free to share the podcast with your friends and peers. Now, on to the show. Hey, everyone. Eric with the Blue Collar Nation podcast, and I have my good friend, Jarrett Steer from GMS Power Distribution on today, and we're going to talk about the Experience Trade Show. Jarrett, how are you doing? I am doing great. How are you doing, man? I'm good, man. Third time on the show, I believe. I think so. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Real, real quick, before before we begin, we we were doing we were doing a podcast about two hours ago with Bill Yaden, and he Bill listens to every show like religiously, and okay. Bill was like, "Boy, Jarrett was getting irritated with with John Isaacson on that show." <laughs> I'm like, "No, dude, they're friends." <laughs> we're good. We're good. And he was cra- yeah, so he was cracking up about it, and Larry and I were like, "You need to go watch the video." Like oh that, that podcast needed the video with the with the tiny hands. <laughs> dude, he just he I love John. Dude catches me off guard, man. He just he does he does. I uh, I don't even know. He he's so quick witted too. Because when you were like, oh oh, somebody's at the door. You literally walked away, and he goes, yeah, I ordered DoorDash to get him out of here so I could talk. Like he didn't even well, eat. <laughs> So I did well, like that story right there. So yeah, so I go, I go into the door. Well, it wasn't until I was listening to the podcast like two weeks later that I found out he did get, like he did, he said the DoorDash comment. So I texted him right away. I was like, "You're a shithead." He just started laughing. Oh, I don't know if you heard it. Did you hear his version? Did you ever go to his cut of on the podcast? I started listening to it. The first ten. Everybody needs to listen to the first ten minutes of the Do Joe for the three of us (laughs) because the way he cut it up was hilarious. That guy's so creative. Too much energy. All right, dude. So we have a lot of stuff going on at the trade show and, and we're doing a yeah. special edition to get people to know not only the people that are involved, but then what they do. And, you know, I think, I think too many people for both you and Larry and I view us as podcasters, not recognizing that we have real businesses, right. <laughs> right. Right. you know, yeah. and the yeah. reason we have real businesses is because that's how we eat. That's <laughs> so, right. So I want to, I want to, I do want to go, Jared, a little bit into what you're doing podcast wise and just at the show. And then let's get into GMS and the actual thing that you do to make a living because we we want to split those in two. So um, I know you're podcasting at the show. You want to tell everybody what's going on. And if, and if you you are looking for certain people to come, maybe you want to mention it or whatever, but go ahead. Sure. Okay. So, yeah. So at the show, uh, we're setting up a booth. We're going to record podcasts right at the show. Uh, currently, I've, I'm trying to fill about six hours. I've got four of them filled up right now okay. with, uh, with ideas and things that I'm going to do. We are going to do, we're going to be interviewing vendors that are, that are at the show. So they'll come into the booth, stop in for 10, 15 minutes, talk about you know, what they do, why they're at the show, what their products are, that kind of thing. Uh, we have those lined up. We also have an hour set aside that we're going to work with a franchise and we're just going to have them rotate some different franchises from around the country, just rotate those cool. guys through the booth. Uh, so that's going to be pretty cool. And then I'm working on getting a couple of a uh, couple more podcasts, full length podcasts that we can just record while we're at the show. So uh, cool. that's what I'm going to be doing while I'm there. 
uh, got the podcast booth set up, and then we are going to be actually recording live. We're not recording live, but recording podcasts that will then later publish as episodes in the next couple of weeks. Cool. That's awesome. And then yeah. what are, are you doing anything? I, I know you're doing some power distribution stuff at the flood house. You want to talk about that a little bit too? Yeah. So we're going to have uh, the power distribution box that we use. Our, our power distribution box, basically a spider box, plugs into range and dryer outlets. Uh, what we did, you know, going back to why I, why I started the company, uh, made, made a power box or a spider box smaller, easier to use, easier for techs to use, that kind of thing. So we're going to have one of those set up at the house. Uh, I know I'm going to have some time to go in and talk about power distribution and some of the some little tricks and things that I know from being an electrician. And then uh, also, you know, how easy the box is to use, how to set it up, that kind of thing. But yeah, we're going to have the, the power box in the flood house and doing some education there also. Oh, that's awesome. Larry, yeah. you're here. What's happening, Hi, gentlemen? <laughs> we missed you. I was completely distracted. I apologize. I miss you guys terribly. I could say like 15 things right now that I'm, are not fit for this podcast. And I no, will refrain. I bet they are. I would use them on you. So it's okay. <laughs> it will not be reciprocated. Yeah. If I do that, then Jared's going to have to go back and edit it out. Because <laughs> we don't edit. I'm not, even so. recording. I'm not even recording today. Jared, what's up, buddy? How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Just making it happen one moment at a time, obviously. Yeah. And I appreciate your patience go. with me here. So I'm so looking forward to seeing you next month. We're going to have a really good time. Oh, I just found out that uh, we're basically sharing booths. We have, uh, we have our own island. I just oh. found out a couple minutes ago. Podcast Island? Yeah. 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 Wonderful. It's no, it's going to be really good. And it's a really good spot. And I'm going to look up the number before we're, we're done here so I could actually tell people. We're, I think we're in 927. I believe it's that's right in front of the flood house. Hey, everyone. Just so you know, uh, Larry, myself, and Bruce Deloach, IICRC instructor, are going to be doing a live Blue Collar Nation from a ballroom on day one from 11 to 12. And we're doing this cool thing called the Profits of Profit, which is going to teach people how to crush the local competition, keep employees, build an amazing culture, and just make that profitable business run smoothly. And so look us up in the agenda and come see us from 11 to 12 on day one. Uh, so Jared, let's, let's get into GMS power distribution. You know, you have a cool yeah. story. I'd like to dig into that for, you know, a few seconds, just because you, you, sure. you literally started out of the trunk of your car, which is amazing. Right. Pretty, and then yeah, yeah. let's like, if you could just kind of tell how you started it up, and then maybe highlight some product before so everybody knows what you're all about. And then they can come to the booth that Larry's going to look up the number for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so kind of my story, uh, 10 years, I was a journeyman electrician. I did make some power distribution just on the side. Never thought it was going to be a business. In 2008, my hours get cut and I kind of take the power distribution thing on the road and start selling them, making up, making up uh, you know, supplementing my income with power distribution ran into an Aramsco rep in Chicago. Aramsco ended up picking up the, the power distribution, went nationwide with it. I eventually uh, had to quit my electrical job because I was getting so many power box orders. And now for the last 10 years, you know, been been just building power boxes for uh, for specifically restoration, uh, water restoration contractors yeah. uh, is, our, is our main target market. Well, and I've used your power distribution boxes in the past. And I just want to say that they're, they're like idiot proof. 
and they're easy to carry in and they're perfect for Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was one step ahead of you because we didn't even let you in the job. So (laughs) that's okay. It might've been safer that way too. No, but you know, what, what's cool about your boxes is they're super light. They come in, you know, that little carrying case and they got everything, everything's like right there for a person. And especially if you have a new technician, it's easy to show that person how to set one up, you know, and they're not, they're not lugging in that huge metal box that's going to scratch the tile or the floor or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Well, no, and that was, that was one of the, you know, kind of the important things when we were putting this together. And this is, you know, this has been a process for me and working with restoration contractors and, and listening. I mean, you know, every year I set aside time and, and I kind of, I, I listen more to the negative feedback I get than the positive feedback I get. Right. Right. And we get a lot of positive feedback and that's great. And thank you everybody for that. But you know, it's the, it's the guys that are like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't like this, or I don't like how this had or this. And, you know, we start looking at those and, you know, and that's where we, you know, that's where the bag came from. You know, it's like, Oh, we're losing adapters. We need some way to keep these together. Yep. Well, cool. Let's get a bag. Let's put everything together, you know? And then, uh, you know, we need something that's, that's easy to, uh, to, show people how to set it up. Well, cool. We'll put an instruction card right on the front of the kit. Like yep. here it is. And, and we color coat things. And so every year, you know, I'm trying to make this thing even easier to use. Um, but those are, I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the water restoration contractor. I'm listening to the feedback and we make adjustments. We make changes, you know, to make it better, a better product for them. So yeah. that's, uh, I mean, that's a lot of that, you know, it's made out of plastic. It's not going to scratch a surface. It's small. It's easy to carry all the cords come in a bag. So they stay together. Uh, you know, we moved to lighted ends. We just, we, well, not yeah. just about a year ago, but our cords have lighted ends now. And I never thought that was important until I, I'm saying about once a year, once a year, I get a phone call where somebody plugged in to some, to house power and plugged in their equipment. And that plug, the house, the house plug was wired incorrectly. And they just sent 220 volts through their dehues and their air movers. And they blew a bunch of equipment. Yeah. Like I said, that only happens about once a year, but I went ahead and put lighted ends on all of our cords. So now when you plug our cord in and it doesn't light up, don't, don't plug anything else into it. You know, right. we want to make sure that that cord's lighted. And then that tells you that the power you're plugged into is, is correct. So, you know, we are constantly, or I am constantly getting that, you know, anything, anytime I see where it's a kind of a pain in the ass for a contractor, yeah. it's like, all right, let's fix that. That's something that needs addressed. Let's fix that. Yeah. That's big because like, look, anybody in the restoration industry knows, like, I don't know what it is, but you know, and I'm not talking storms floods, flood work comes in waves. Like even if in California where we're not doing it on weather events, you know, you could go, you know, three or four days where like not much is happening. And then out of the blue for no reason, you you get 20 calls in a day. Right. I, I don't know why, but everybody says the same thing. Well, what that does is it puts more inexperienced guys in positions of responsibility at job sites because you're just running thin. So to have a power distribution box, that's easy to use in a bag and has a lighted cord. And all you have to teach them is this, you know, you could teach somebody to set your thing up in a a couple minutes. Sure. Yeah. You know, so I think that's a big deal because that, that, that could be a big issue if it is, if, if it's not right. Well, I think the, I guess one of the things that's kind of, I don't know that it's frustrating to, it is frustrating to me. You know, there's, if you're, if you're listening to this show, or you're listening to me right now and you're water restoration, 
and you're or really anybody in any home services and you're tripping breakers, like that's, that's an easy fix. <laughs> that's, that's one of my power boxes on the job. That's an easy fix for you guys. And you know, and that, that trip breaker could be, you know, at, I, I mean, I've heard stories, right? 2 a.m., 3 a.m. of breaker trips, homeowners calling. Somebody's got to go out there and get things moved around and get that breaker back on at 3 o'clock in the morning. Or you just show up the next day and your equipment didn't run all night. Yeah. You know, and now you got an extra day on the job and you're not getting to the next one. Um, you know, just that, that breaker tripping, like it drives me, as an electrician, it drives me crazy that that's even a problem for anybody. So yeah. if, if you have a trip, if you have a trip breaker problem, like call me immediately and let's get that figured out. Well, you should not have that. I can give you a real life story of that, right? So we had, you know, quite a few fans on a job, not a huge area, pretty small house, <clears throat> very wet. So, you know, we did all the calculations and it, it was just one XLD hue, right? So we, we, I don't remember where my guys plugged it in. They plug it in, but they had probably, they plugged it in, I think probably in the bathroom, like off, off a of G, GFI and, and it tripped, right? You know, so I get there the next day to do a monitor and check the job and all the fans have run all night, but the D not going. I mean, it looked like a rainforest, dude. <laughs> like the water, you know, because now there's, we've, you know, we've been, we've been pushing air around. Create an environment, yeah. Yeah, but no dehumidification's happening. We, there is literally a half an inch of water in every window channel. I mean, that's. Wow. And we were super lucky that we didn't have a lot of secondary damage from that. Yeah, I mean, damage so much more that could have been that. so bad. Yeah. So, so bad. Um, and luckily we had basically cleared the contents out of all those areas. Cause if they had been there, it would have been a real problem. And think about it. All we needed was one of your boxes and that's not happening. Oh no. Yeah. You're not going to have any issue. Yeah. So, um, excuse my ignorance, Jarrett, but are there multiple models? No, but there's multiple colors. They're really pretty. We do. <laughs> we do. I do like colors. We do have a lot of colors. No, I like um, the colors too. Now, as far as, as far as different models, uh, really, I mean, we, we make a 220 volt, 30 amp power box that goes inside of a residence. Uh, the reason, the reason we don't have a lot of models, because in my opinion, that's the perfect one. And we can, you know, we can talk about that if you want to, uh, versus 30 amp versus 50 amp, where I'm going to say, I don't think bigger is always better. Uh, but my, in my opinion, that 30 amp box is, is the perfect size and has the perfect amount of output for those jobs. Uh, for a residential loss. So that's why, well, and it has a cost, it has a price point too, where, you know, a 50 amp is going to get, get a lot more expensive. There's mm -hmm. the coppers, the coppers, a lot of, a lot of reasons. Um, so no, to answer your question, we don't have any, a lot of models. We have the one 30 amp, 220 volt power box. And that's kind of what, what I focus on and making sure that that product is as good as it can be every single year. So what do you think when a contractor's looking to buy power boxes, Mm -hmm. Edu educate the listeners on what what they should be looking for because i mean look we all know not every power box is made equally not every brand is equal not every situation's equal so for a restoration contractor what should they what questions should they be asking of themselves that they may not know to ask sure i think the to me i think the most important thing and i think it's something that's that's really overlooked uh is that it's made out of plastic so that there is zero grounding issues. What you're going to have in the water restoration field is you're going into different homes, you're going into different environments, different age homes specifically. 
1996, there was a code change that required a non-current carrying conductor in every 220 volt appliance plug. What that is, is uh, they added a neutral wire and, and then added a ground wire. So when you're dealing with the older, the older homes prior to 96, you are going to have some grounding issues. You don't have a ground there. So if you have metal parts on a power box, that's an issue. And really there's no good way to ground that unless you physically take a number 10 gauge wire, screw it to the metal power box, run it to the panel and hook it up on the ground bar of the panel. That's the only proper way really that you can hook that, that box up. So that grounding is the biggest issue. If your box is plastic, you're not going to have any grounding issues. And I'm going to bet there's not, there's nobody running a ground back to the ground bar on a panel. Like nobody. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it done yet, but if you wanted to do it correctly, that's how you would do it. Yeah. So well, that's uh, I think that's the most important thing to me is that you're using plastic power boxes. Uh, once you get past the plastic, uh, obviously they're going to be GFI protected because that's going to, that's what makes up your ground fault protection when you're using the older, the older homes, the older home circuits. Um, you know, you have that other things that are, that I'm going to look for. I, you know, I want to, well, and, and what we do with ours with the color coding. So on the electrical side, 220 volts, you know, let's, let's talk about 220 volts and then 110 volts. Okay. So all 110 volts is, is 220, like split in two. There's literally two wires and I'm sure we've seen them, the black and the red, right? Your black wire is hot. Your red wire is hot. Each of those wires have 110 volts going through them. When you put them together, and you use them together on an appliance like a range or a dryer, that's where you get your 220 volts, 110 plus 110. So what the power docs does is, is splits those circuits back apart. The important thing there is that you want to still balance both of those legs. So you want to put the same amount of amperage on the black wire as you do the red wire. So with our power boxes, they're color-coded. Two GFIs are black, two GFIs are gray, or depending on what model you have, the older ones were red and black, red and gray. Uh, but But... What we're doing though is we have two different colors of GFIs on our power box. Those are the two separate individual electrical legs that are coming in. So now you're able to balance those out and you're able to add up your amps on the gray plugs and plug those in and then add up your amps on the black plugs and plug those in. So you're, you're getting that, that equal amount and that balance on the legs. Uh, a lot of the power boxes, that's very difficult to do unless you were to open them up and start tracing out wires and seeing which ones go where. Um, but that's, that's something that I think is important too, that you're able to balance that box out and put an equal amount of amps on one leg as, as the other. So for us, how we, how we accomplished that was through color coding our GFIs. Sorry, <laughs> I was muted. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to start talking. I, I just you. like to add from a, from the contractor's perspective, there's a couple things that I don't know if you took into consideration you were making it, but number one you could probably get six bags in the same space on a van that you could get one of the old style power distribution boxes. Right. So now all of a sudden you can stock that van to do multiple jobs where you need it opposed to just having one. And then the other thing is, is that look, we all worry about wear and tear on our guys. Like this is a freaking hard job. So for them to be able to carry that little bag in opposed to having to lug a big power distribution box, you know, that's metal, it just makes their life easier and it makes them happier. And it means they're going to stay with that company longer. 
you know, I mean, I don't think you were probably thinking these things when you did it. Maybe you were, but like from, from our side of the, the, the thing, it's like, it just makes life easier for the guys. And that's a big deal. Well, well I think that was, I mean, that was the whole point behind, you know, anything that I'm going to design or do it's, it's to make somebody's it's, it's either to make somebody safer or make somebody's life easier. And I don't know that we've ever talked about it, but uh, you know, I'm really good friends with Chris Laney and he has a, a company called water Route in Fort Wayne. And on the weekend, well, I, I love working and I love making money. So uh, anytime Chris had like some overnight stuff or some weekend stuff, I mean, I would go jump in a truck and I'd go do water damages with him. Or, uh, or if he got into a big surge, I'd jump ahead of him. He'd hand me a list of addresses and I'd go set up electricity for him. I'd drop the power boxes in. I'd drop a couple cords in from, from some dining room or kitchen circuits, uh, from the washer circuits. Like I'd have those jobs set up and ready. The guys rolled up. Electrical's already done. So I'm... I was very familiar with the process and how hard, I mean, that, that job is before I started designing the box. So, so yeah, it was very, it, I mean, it was on my mind. I want to make these things as small as light and as easy to use because I know, especially in those, and, and really the only times I got called in for with Chris is when he got slammed and we were going to run 16 hour days for the next three days. You know, that was, yep. that was when, he, when I got a call. So I understand those long, long days and, carrying and lugging equipment around and hauling out wet carpet. And yeah, yeah. So that was, I mean, one of the things that I really wanted to focus on was like, I didn't want my equipment to be the heavy, the heaviest thing on the job. I wanted yeah. my equipment to be easy, bring it in, set it up, make your life easier, make it, it, make it run, run better. And you'd be able to relate to after working that hard and that those many hours in that house, and you get a call back five or six hours later after you just passed oh. it out oh, or um, problems dude. with electricity. Yeah. And you got to go back and rearrange the, plugs well, and cross one, your fingers i mean the ones that i always hit well, i mean i, I talked to so many companies where where protocol for them was to have a guy wait behind for an hour to see if anything tripped yeah that's that's absolutely ridiculous like in my world that's absolutely ridiculous yeah but but that was a standard practice for a lot of companies yeah especially in a big job with a lot of equipment yeah 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 and you're just hoping that, that all stays on you don't have problems like eric was talking about earlier or yeah. somebody would have to run back, or the client would be upset, or there's so many variables, but you get the power box there that you have, and it distributes the power effectively, and it's so much easier. It just makes the whole world much better to work in, well, in the think, restoration world. I think you said something important there where you plug things in, and then you hope they're still on the next day. <laughs> yeah, hope. and that's pretty and much that's, the Well, because we've been there, dude. That's, <laughs> that's what guys do. I know. And to, me, to me, though, that's like, I'm like, that's that should never be a problem. You should always know and be able to plug your equipment in and walk away from that job confident that it's set up correctly. We are not going to have any any break of problems. And that is what the power box does. It gives you that peace of mind and that confidence when you leave a job that you're good. Yeah. You're good. There isn't going to be a call from a homeowner. There's no hoping. There's no crossing. You know, your fingers. You, you know what it is, Jarrett and, and Larry will laugh with this, but you, you know what it is. It's like if you don't have the power box. You're like looking at what the panel can handle and you're counting up your amps on your D and your fans. And there's like, you know, two amps left and you're like, <laughs> okay, Mrs. Jones, don't turn on the big screen and don't let anybody blow dry their hair. No or blenders, no blender, no yeah. microwave. <laughs> don't turn they're on look, the dryer. Oh, at you like I what? <laughs> you can't wash your dishes. Oh. Just don't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, and you're just walking away going, whoa, that's close. We're close, man. <laughs> yeah, and you know they're going to turn on that microwave immediately the second you walk out the door. Something's going to go on. Just 
tell your daughters no blow drying their hair for the next three days. Yeah, <laughs> right. Sure. That's right. going to work. So anyway. All right. Well, everybody, Larry, did you find out what booth number it was? I did, as a matter of fact. Booth number 927 is who we are back to back. I was right. Yeah. Well, yeah, right we, we are right across from the uh, the flood house, flood houses. There's two. We just had very cost on a pair. There's a cage There's as well. There's a cage and a flood There's so house much going on over there. Yeah, I know. I know. So we're going to be in, in the action. So everybody come and uh, see Jarrett and see us because we're sharing a booth. So it'd be cool. We'll be right there. Yeah. Hey, let me leave you guys with a tip real quick. Uh, anybody that's working in homes and you are having some power issues, now obviously we're not all water restoration contractors, but even just general contractors, uh, there's two electrical circuits in your house that are dedicated, uh, not on with the rest of the house, not on with the blow dryers and that kind of thing. And that's your washer plug. That's a 20 amp dedicated circuit and formal dining rooms. Uh, that's a, that's a circuit that gets missed a lot, but in that formal dining room, that's a 20 amp dedicated circuit. So if you do need to work in a home, uh, those are two plugs right there that I would, that I would go to for for large amounts of power uh, when you're running some equipment. Yeah, I remember you saying the dining room, and which I never knew that. We'll yeah. end on this. Why does the dining room have a 20 amp dedicated circuit? Uh, it's considered it's considered a motor load circuit because it's in the dining room and you could be entertaining in there and have blenders. And, mm. and so it's, it's considered a motor load circuit. So they make it a 20 amp dedicated circuit. Interesting. Well, there you go. Even though, Learn. yeah, I was saying, even though, you know, maybe that room only gets used twice a year, you know, for that purpose. But yeah, that is, if you're, if you're looking for power inside of a home, that dining yeah. room circuit is a good room. one. Oh, that's great. Cool. All right. Well, dude, we'll see you in two weeks, roughly. Dude, I can't wait. Yeah, Me either. We're, we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. All right. Larry, you want to take us out since you were MIA for the intro and I butchered the intro, just so you know. Yeah, I know. I figured you would. That's okay. It's on me because I wasn't here. So anyway, I look forward to, we both look forward to seeing you in Las Vegas on September 8th, 9th, and 10th. You can go to the experiencetheevents.com and see everybody that's going and come and enjoy yourself. See all kinds of cool things in the industry. Check out a podcast, join a podcast, and we will have a wonderful time. So we'll see you then. We're out. Thanks for seeing us, Garrett. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you. See you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Nation podcast. For more information on what Eric and Larry do, please visit www.morningtechmeeting.com or visit us on our Facebook page, Blue Collar Consulting. Thank you and see you back here next week with another amazing episode of the Blue Collar Nation podcast.